Hey guys, so on today's episode, we got to chat with Todd Frazier, who, for those of you who don't know, he is a professional baseball player, but Brianna and I also went to high school with him at South. So this was a really unique chat for us because he wasn't just somebody that we admired as far as an athlete goes or someone of celebrity status, but he's someone that we actually know from school. So we got to chat a little bit about going to high school South, what it was like for him, recruiting process. Uh, but we also kept it a little light and got to chat a little bit about our feelings on pork roll and whether or not Central Jersey exists and some rapid fires that you guys might be interested in because he's going to leak some of his favorite spots to eat and things to do in Tom's River. So we also got to chat a bit about what it was like growing up with two brothers who also played baseball. Uh, Todd, for those of you who don't know, comes from a very athletic family and just what it's been like being a professional athlete. He's super humble, he's super kind, and he's got a great sense of humor. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for listening. I think your brother Charlie for a little bit, and she was saying how they actually, they both got in trouble because they were just like always not taking school meetings seriously and all of that. And, Sounds you know, like just, a Darl move. Yeah, you know, so everybody here is just trying to keep spirits high during quarantine life. Did you graduate in 2004, though? We were trying to figure out what year you graduated 2004, in. 2004, yes, that was my year. You guys were two, 2002? No, we graduated. No, we graduated. 2006. 2006? Seven. Seven. We Seven. were freshmen when you were a senior. Oh, okay. So we All hung right. out with the older crowd, so. Yeah, hey. <laughs> you guys flocked in real easy. We you did. Guys. Yeah. You know, so we just tried to slip right on in there, you know. But South was such a small school anyway, you know, so yeah. it was like everybody kind of You were an everybody. athlete. You hung out with athletes. Without a doubt. Without and a doubt. Worked. Especially yeah. in the baseball world, you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like you went to one game, you went to all of them. Yeah. yeah, we had some good crowds back in the day, so it was good. Thank you. But so you're still like a Tom's River legend, obviously, as you should be. But like you still live in New Jersey, correct? Yep, still in Tom's River, yep. I live in the Tom's River dream. So like you could live anywhere in the world. I'm sure, you know, you've traveled a lot and all of that. So like what is it about Tom's River that you feel keeps you coming back? Yeah, I'm, I'm a family guy. So both my brothers live here. My parents live here. Um, you know, my wife is actually from Freehold, so uh, we kind of made it like a choice. I said, uh, you know, let's get married, you know, but the one thing I really want is to stay in Tom's River. And then she's like, all right, well, I'm deciding where we live in Tom's River. I said, okay, with a few pinpoints, I could tell her where, where we shouldn't live and where we should. So we kind of had that going. And, uh, yeah, it just makes sense. She's a, her, her parents are about a half hour, 35 minutes away. And I just I – li- I like the area. It's really nice. Uh, it's calming. It's the sports are good here, and uh, I got three kids that uh, I'd, I'd like to raise here, and uh, hopefully prosper and be athletes too. But we'll see what happens. And you got to stay close enough to Federici's Pizza in Freehold. You know what I mean? It's just a legend. Yeah. So you, yeah. gotta, <laughs> you can't. It's hard. You know, it's hard living other places when you grow up on these bagels and this pizza. It's oh. like Tom's River is a special town too. I feel like. it really is. Does anybody ever give you kind of a hard time for being like Tom Driver? Like what, if you had to give Tom Driver an elevator pitch to some of your former teammates, what would you say? Like what would be a selling point of Tom's River? So anytime I bring up Tom Driver in general, like, oh man, you know, you always talk about the Lily World Series like you talked about before. Mm-hmm. I always tell them because the, we got the three high schools, you know, South was probably the, the most prideful, I would say, out of the three. Uh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. We took pride in everything we did, whether it was, you know, track and field to baseball to whatever. We wanted to win at all costs, and we wanted to 
you know, let you know about it too. So I, I, w- I would say to those guys, it's a fun town. Um, you know, everybody knows everybody here and, uh, you know, we're not out to get you. We just want to have a good time and we want to, uh, you know, enjoy life. The summers are great. You can't beat the beach and the, the food. Like you said, I mean, the, the dough here is, there's nothing better for sure. Yeah, it's true. You know, the Tom's River roots, I think is what always pulls people back. And I think it's just that whole New Jersey thing in general. Like you've obviously lived other places and traveled too. And it's like, when you meet somebody else from New Jersey or the East coast, I think there's like an instant connection of just Mm -hmm. talking fast, like family values, respecting time. And there's just like that banter, you know, which I think you don't get everywhere else. Yeah. Like there's always somebody that says, Oh, I, you know, my uncle's cousin's sister (laughs) actually lives in Hoboken or Atlantic city. And it's like, Oh, boom, there's a connection. And you guys usually, we usually just flock to those people. Just, it just comes natural now. Yeah. Yeah. It's got good root. It's got good bones, you know, the good old rev. Yes. So. But so you, you, like you just said, so you now have three kids, right? You have two sons and a daughter. Yep. I'm sure she has you wrapped around her finger already as all daughters do. <laughs> Apple of your eye. She's a pistol, man. She's driving me crazy right now, but she's, she is. All of a sudden she'll make me angry and then she'll give me these puppy eyes. Look, I'm like, how do you even learn that stuff? You're only four years old. I'm like, where are you getting this information from to learn how to, you know, get my soft side out when I don't really do it? And it's, uh, makes for some fun times, some fun nights. It's embedded, I think, in girls from a yeah, very young we age. We just know how to do it. It's just like a nat. We come out the womb knowing. Yeah. Do you Correct. see any of your kids being more like you and more like your wife or maybe like, are you like, oh my God, this is exactly how I was when I was five years old? Yeah, I would say there's a mixture in all of them. So my six-year-old Blake, uh, the one thing I know I'm, he has better than me he's smart as a whip the kid's a genius he's doing long division already and um like literally if i told you to do long division on a piece of paper right now i'm sweating just thinking of it i want (laughs) i have an english degree so numbers don't work well yes no and then my my middle child kylie who we're trying to teach all the math and stuff now at early age like we do with blake she's she doesn't understand she's getting it but not at a pace as Blake does. And then she'll just start laughing at us. And then my, my 17 month old Grant, he's got the person now. He just runs in the wall. So, I mean, there's a mixture between, you know, all three. Um, I would say I'm more a little bit of Kylie because I like doing math for about five minutes. And then I just want to go play after that. Now, my son Blake will just sit there and do his homework for hours just to make sure mom's happy. So, I mean, it, it's a good mixture. I used to fax my math homework to my dad's office back in the day, like in high that. school. So that if that says anything about my math skills, I mean, clearly, if you're someone to tutor me in math, that would be great. Any way to get by sometimes, you got to figure it out. I do what you got to do. that Jersey resilience, you know what I mean? Yeah. We just yeah. figure it out. So that's, you know, interesting. For sure. Do you feel like any of your kids are showing signs of like, you know, athleticism? Or do you think one of them may be leaning in one direction? Because your wife was a gymnast, right? Yes, yes. Um, my son Blake loves baseball. I mean, he came, he came out, watched TV. Whenever it's funny because I didn't teach him how to swing. I didn't teach him how to throw. I really thought. I really think at a young when he was three, four years old. He well, from watching the games on TV, he was kind of basically mimicking like my swing or a player's swing. So like when you watch TV, if the guy's hitting righty, it kind of looks like lefty to him. So he and that was a lefty hitter, oh. and, and he throws right-handed. So he's. He's really good. He's got great athleticism too. My daughter Kylie, uh, she might be a wrestler because she's not afraid of. Me. 
Um, but I'm starting to work on my son, Grant, but he's, you know, he's got, he's got a small tendency. Yes. Yeah. My oldest right now is really into sports, basketball, baseball, and flag football. He loves it every second of it. That's good. So, well, it, it's definitely in the family. Yeah. Athleticism definitely runs <laughs> in the family. I maybe mean, you have a little, maybe you have some good genetics, I yeah, would say. Just, maybe. Maybe just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> but maybe for some people who are not so genetically gifted, like you and your wife and the rest of your kids, I'm sure there's people who are listening who maybe want to, we were talking about this earlier, like kind of, you know, I think with major league sports and just any high level sport, like there's a lot of longevity in it of like, okay, mm -hmm. how do I push through? You're getting pushed back from AAA to AA and all that kind of stuff. Was there something that like you found helpful that maybe like if you could give advice to younger Todd or even to your kids about like, how do you kind of get to that next level of being an elite athlete and, and maintaining that mental stability with that? Yeah, there's a couple things for me. Uh, I think every athlete goes through uh or you know anybody in life goes through something in their profession where it's like god do i do i really belong here you know you kind of it's like a second guessing yourself but uh when you hit that crossroads you know i had a good backbone my, my two older brothers were, which i was very fortunate they both made it to major league baseball too as well so they went through that minor league grind and uh i would call them and be like hey man this you know it's getting to me right now man talk to me and you know they'd be like listen understand you're good you're a really good player you got to keep building that confidence you know don't let those negative thoughts get in your mind but it's hard you know let's be realistic negativity is all over the place and especially in baseball you're going to fail seven out of ten times and you're supposedly you know a hall of famer so <laughs> uh, just understanding i remember what one man told me uh if you can accept failure but never expect failure um, you're going to be better off in life. You know, not only in baseball. That's what he told me about baseball. I said, man, that, that bodes well in life. You know, you can accept it, but never expect to fail. I, I think uh, you, you're going to be better. And I kind of live by that, you know, especially now during these times and, uh, and in baseball. Totally. That's what I love about sports. We talk about this a lot. You know, we played sports too. And then back to the whole South thing, like I always joke, like at South, I feel like whatever we lacked in talent, we made up for in spirit. And I would always say that, but I think that goes, sure. that goes back to men the mentality of it. And I think that's why it's so important for kids to be involved in sports at some level, because you learn a lot of those lessons that go into real life stuff. You know, like you were just saying, like that mindset and stuff like that. Do you feel like there's any like lessons that you you like permeate into being a dad now and a husband and things that like probably maybe patience, I don't know what you've learned from sports and baseball and things like that. Without a doubt. I mean, pressures, um, you know, cause some, some nights the kids are going to get to you and it's, <laughs> and it's a lot more than none. So especially with three, but you know, to understand that they are kids, there's no book that says, Oh, this is what you're supposed to do. You have to give them bed by eight o'clock. This and that. There's no book. Yeah. You, do, you do what you feel, you feel right. And uh, for me, growing up and seeing what my parents, you know, how they raised me, I kind of tried mimicking what they did a little bit, but with a little twist, you know, of my own side. So, um, you know, it's still, still in progress because, you know, nothing's always going to be perfect. So for me, I try to be the best dad it's, and it's listening for one and I want to hear what they have to say and um, trying to give them examples and um, maybe steer them off in a different path if they're, you know, not understanding exactly what you're trying to tell them. So. That's and you have three kids, so you got three different chances. You know what I mean? I think uh, <laughs> there's a there's a stand-up comedian. I think it's Dave Chappelle. He's like, yeah, I have two kids. One of them's in public school, and one of them's in private school. He's like, it's just a personal experiment. We're gonna see what happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. <laughs> so you see how that plays out, yeah. like that. 
you know? Yes. So you're obviously though, like super close with your family. I'm assuming your wife is as well. Is there, is there anything that like you now notice maybe, I think a lot of the times when you're younger, your parents give you a lot of these lessons and stuff. And now that you're a parent, are are there things that you're seeing retrospectively being like, I was maybe being like a little shit back then, or I should have listened better. Or that was like some good, they lay, they like had some good examples for me being. Yeah, I, I, I've apologized to my parents. <laughs> um, you know, dealing with diapers. I mean, I remember the, the first time now I'm a champ now in diapers, but I remember the first couple times I looked at my mom, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm terribly sorry because this is one of the hardest things to do. Um, you know, when they have a temper tantrum, I remember I used to have them all the time. My mom, I don't know why I put you through that, but now I'm feeling your pain too. So, you know, what goes around comes around. But yeah, that, that's funny that you say that because I look at my mom all the time. I'm like, yeah, you lost a lot of years. I'm starting to look at Makes it for fun conversation with mom. Yeah, because yeah. you don't know anything else. I mean, I remember when I went to college originally, like you just assume that life is the way it is until you're exposed to other people or, you know, you're a first time parent, you don't know any better. And I would be calling my dad like literally every hour on the hour. And I'm like, dad, did you know that people like have to like do this or like they didn't go here growing up? He's like, yeah, Brianna, I am very aware. Are you aware? And I'm like, well, I am now, you know? I used to call my mom when I first like moved out and ask her stupid shit. Like, mom, I don't know how to cook this chicken. Or I'd yeah. be like, mom, like, what do I put the oven on? Like, I don't, I, like, I felt like a moron, but you really do appreciate your parents once you get older. That's for sure. Without a doubt, you don't want to grow up now. No. You want to stay at home. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's a rough life. Moms, moms really get it. They're really home, homies for life. So, so say, with that said, who do you think like growing up um, had the most impact on you? Like as far as, I mean, obviously your family did, but like, was there one person in particular that maybe, you know, you can look back now and be like, wow, that was like a real defining moment for me with that person. It's a really good question. I mean, besides my family, I mean, my dad and my brother were probably the biggest impact, but mm-hmm. um, I would say another big impact was Ken Frank, uh, my high school baseball coach. He, yeah. uh, another legend. Another <laughs> legend. He's, he's coming close on a thousand wins. He's got the most wins in uh, New Jersey history, but you know, he was, I was always close with him and he would always, you know, have my back on a lot of things and, you know, not only baseball, but in life in general. And he kind of, you know, hit me in the back of the head, you know, with his big, you know, championship ring, put it back in my head and said, hey, knucklehead, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, he would steer me in the right direction too as well. So that kind of impacted me. And I'm like, man, I like this baseball thing. I got something going here. So let's keep, let's ride the wave for as long as I can. And now I'm still doing it. So. I think that's what people love about anybody who knows you. Like my mom always says womb to tomb, right? Like if you ask somebody who Todd Frazier was when you won the little league championship and now you are such a humble, nice person. You do so much for Tom's river and like have so much pride. And I think that does speak volumes for the way you grew up and the roots that you have. But also I think that's why you're so willing to like do things like this and podcast with, you know, two best friends who have nothing else going on during quarantine and whatever else. But like, I think it is, do you, do you think like a mentor or a coach is something that is like, you know, important for people younger, no matter if it's sports or career or like, you know, how, how do you feel about like, you know, maybe developing those relationships younger in life? Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do now, actually. I think it's very important because I'm considered the veteran guy on the team, you know, at 34 years old, um, you know, trying to mentor these younger kids, you know, not, you know, just because like, say when we travel, it's like, all right, make sure you, you know, carry this person's stuff or make sure, you know, you have your notebook here, or, you know, don't be late for this, like little things that, you know, 
that sometimes you want to give them a boot in the, in the ass or you, or sometimes you take them to the side. You know, there's, there's a moment for everything. And for me, uh, if I didn't have mentors, I don't know where I would be, to be honest with you. So that's what I'm trying to help, you know, without not trying to go too far and, you know, control somebody's life, but just explain to them the, you know, the, the right and wrongs of what to do in professional baseball and in life too in general. Right. Do you see a lot with younger athletes, especially like stuff with egos and especially maybe comparing like where you are and what they are and trying to keep up with the Joneses? Like, how do you kind of deal with pulling them aside and being like, you got to check your ego, kid, like get it together. <laughs> check yourself, brother. Yeah. In 2010 was my first uh, big league camp. So when you get called up for a big league camp, it's in spring training and it's uh, you, you're up there for uh, two or three weeks until you go back to the minor leagues. And I, I literally remember, like, it was just that one guy told me, just sit at your locker, don't say a word, unless veteran guys come up to you. So I'm basically in my locker. Like, <laughs> I got, I got my, 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 um, wife, my girlfriend wife at the, at the time texting me. I'm like, do I even touch my phone? I don't know what to do. And now these guys come up, they're on their phones, they're walking around with just a towel on. I'm like, well, what happened to this? <laughs> but you know what? You got to keep up with the times, and it's just the way it is now. But you know, most of the guys that make it a long time now in baseball are the guys that understand that, you know, I'm just going to stay to myself until somebody comes to me and approaches me. If I have a question, I'll go ask somebody, but I'm not going to step on anybody's toes. And you see those guys playing a lot longer for sure. Do you mm -hmm. see any kind of distinct characteristic or traits with like, you know, again, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Maybe when they go from high school to college to the majors, it kind of levels everybody out. Like, okay, you're all at this level because you're all really good. But is there something that maybe you see in younger athletes where it's like, okay, this kid's maybe going to make it even though they're all at the same quote skill or technical level like that, you know, you yeah. it's, it's, it's work ethic. That, that's the bottom line. You know, who's the guy that's going to stay after and, you know, watch an extra video to see what, you know, the other pitcher's going to throw or how he's been swinging. Uh, yeah. Everybody's the same when you, when you get into minor leagues, like in college, you're going to, you know, I dominated in college, but guess what? When you get to a professional league, everybody hits like you. It's just a matter of the will that you have inside and how much you want to work. And do you really want it? You know, um, that grit that you have to have. And it starts at a young age, like we talked about. And that started here in, in where I'm from, in Tom's River, uh, trying to be the best at everything I did uh, without being too cocky and just being confident in everything you do. And lo and behold, never wish ill on anybody. Because I remember, you know, there's a guy in front of me that was dominating. And, you know, people are calling me, oh, this is bull, oh, this is bullshit. He shouldn't be there. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm proud of him. You know, this is how it should be. You, know, you never should you know, that karma comes back and bites you really quick. So uh, I rooted for everybody and especially myself, but at the same time, let everybody do good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So moral of the story, move to Tom's River and grow up there because obviously <laughs> it plants the best roots and breeds the best people. We really do have like, no, Tom's, Tom's River, River people are like the athletics best. Athletics in Tom's River are always, you, you know, know, homies yeah. for life for sure. But I mean, I think that is, you are such a humble person. And I think that is like so hard as you um, like go up levels of your career is that just something because that's how your family is or like they would bust your balls if you would be any other way I know like Ken Frank's a real ball buster and stuff like yeah. that like how yeah. do you kind of remain so humble with gaining more success yeah the older I got the more you know I after when I was in the minor leagues I was a big guy that if I would strike out I'd start yelling at myself and what are you doing wake up you know all that kind of stuff and I kind of noticed like hey we talk about failure you're gonna fail in baseball a lot so one at bat's not going to kill you, and uh, just understand. Be gracious in what you do, and you still have another at bat coming or another time to help your team out. So, 
took me a while to figure that out, you know, and understand I'm really good at what I do. And uh, once that happened, I kind of just took off and ran with that's like my favorite metaphor about baseball, I think, too, is I say that all the time. Like, it's about your season. If you strike out or your averages, you know what I mean? Like, if you strike out a couple of times, like, you can still finish with a good average. Or if you lose one game, mm-hmm. like, baseball's one of the longest season sports, if, I don't know, probably uh, is. Like, way too, way too long. You know, too long. I was gonna say, how are you adjusting though? Like not being in like season mode, you know? Yeah, it's like, like you're April. not, you wouldn't be home normally right now, right? Yeah, so I, it's actually, it, there's it, there's some good things and some bad things. But for me, the good thing is I, I'm never going to get this time back. So to be bunkered in with my family, I'm learning more about my kids, learning more about my wife. Uh, we have sleepovers on Saturdays because my kids never sleep in my room when they were younger. So they get excited for that. Um, we rented the movie Trolls the other day, Trolls 2. A new one? Really good. I advise you watch that if you're, you gotta watch the first one though. But yes, I saw the first one with my niece and. Yes, a big Disney guy over here now with yeah. the kids. So any new, Dis- Onward, we saw Onward the other day. We make it a whole big, we make it bigger than what it should be and I love everything about it. Like we're gonna go to the movies, let's go. And we have a movie theater downstairs. So we go down there, we get the popcorn, we get the, you know, everything going, turn the lights down, but uh. Yeah, you got this is this is you know unprecedented times and might as well make the best of it, even though you know we feel sorry for the others out there. But right now, you got if you're at home, try and figure out the best way possible to make it the best. Yeah, the mindset thing. I mean, we're all we're all dealing with it. It's not like anybody's getting a break and saying you're not in quarantine life. So it's like do what you can with the place that you're in. You know, with the time that you have. Exactly. So is there anything that your that your teammates maybe I know I think you won most athletic at South. Was that your superlative that you won? Oh, I had best won smile. something. I had best smile. Yeah. Best smile. You heard we it. were trying to figure out the other day and I was like, My yearbook's at my mom's house. We just assume most athletic because yeah. Kyle, Kyle Bilquist got it because he was a wrestler football. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Like three sports. He deserved it. He deserved okay. it. <laughs> so best smile, obviously. Um, honorary most athletic. Which if your teammates you think or your family had to give you a superlative now in this oh. stage of your life, what superlative <laughs> do you think you would win? Oh my God. Or something your teammates maybe bust your balls about. Uh, I would say, um, I would say the, the, the jokester. What's the one where the, the clown maybe? Oh, class, class clown. Class clown, because I try and have as much fun as possible with people. I try and play jokes. Uh, you know, I, I'll do things like I'll put a $20 bill on the ground with my phone videotaping like in, in, in the locker room in the middle and you see guys walk by and they're, they're looking, they're like, hmm, and they're like the baby, they pick it up, they're looking around and then that one guy that does pick it up, you know, everybody busts his chops and, uh, you know, little things like that that, you know, people are like, oh, here, here goes Frazier again. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to have as much fun. I don't have many years left, so I'm going to bust everybody's chops here. So you're the class clown on the baseball field. What would you say your family would give you as your surprise? Oh, um, Best pancake maker, maybe, you know, like movie best, usher. No, <laughs> popcorn I'm, maker. I'm the best pork, best pork roll and cheese maker for sure. Oh, okay. Another Jersey thing. That's going to be yes, I, I make, a, make a mean pork roll and cheese. You guys, my son, Blake, he asks every morning, I said, bud, you're going to get – we can't let your body explode just yet. Every couple of <laughs> Pasters. They are so With good, With all though. the sodium. Oh, Herbal egg and cheese is, like, one of my diehard favorites. Oh, God. That's that's what I eat when I come home all the time. I was going to say, is that your favorite thing that you miss besides your family when you're traveling? Pork roll? Yeah, I would say pizza and pork roll for sure. 
Yeah. Because you can't get pork roll anywhere else. You can't. We, when my brother lived in California. I remember my mom used to ship it to him. Yeah, you, you get it shipped. That's you get, like a big roll of it. But nobody yeah, really knows what it, pork roll is. put it in like these ice packets so they keep it cold. It's uh-huh. It's a real thing. Only in New Jersey. Only in you New know Jersey. what I mean? The pork roll. So, well, I- with that said, I was going to ask this in rapid fire, but I think it's kind of going along with your whole class clown theme. Who named you Todd Father? Where did that come from? That came in Cincinnati when I, in 2011, um, I got to Cincinnati and some of the fans, they, they, they knew I was from Jersey. And they're like, Todd Father. And I'm like, ooh, I like that one. I like that one. And it kind of kind of stuck ever since. And then, like, I hit a home run. They put it on Facebook or Twitter. The Todd Father does it again. And it just took off from there. And uh, then they put a picture of my face on Don Julio. <laughs> Me, me petting the cat and stuff. Like that. I love technology. Yeah. That's amazing. So I, I have so I have shirts made up. I have the whole spiel, and um, I, I love that's that's one of my favorite nicknames of all time. So that's I love. So fun. I had no idea you were called that either. Somebody saw on Instagram when we posted we were interviewing with you, and they were like the Todd Father. I'm like Todd Frazier. Is that? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. We're gonna ask him. Um, apparently, I was just so curious where it came from because it's yeah, that was 2000, 2011 Cincinnati. Yeah. So since you also obviously have had a lot of accolades in your life and I would say big win and a lot of these moments where you're just like, okay, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at baseball. Was there like one moment for you? Like, I mean, I'd imagine when you were young winning the, the little league world champion, that's like crazy. Cause you're young and you don't know anything else, but is there really like one moment for you in your career where you're like, this is really cool. I can't believe I'm like standing here doing this. And like, it felt like success for you, even though you've had so much success. Yeah. Oh man, that's a really good question. I think, I think, well, I'll give you two, two examples. The first time I got my first letter from a major league team, I was 13 years old. Now you're only, you're supposed to get letters when you're 16, 17. I got my, from the Toronto Blue Jays. I remember like it was yesterday. You fill out a questionnaire and the guy's like, Hey man, I need to give you one of these just in case. And I thought I was on top of the world, um, because of that. But then, um, what was the other one? I remember meeting Reggie Jackson, Ooh, uh, okay. Yankee legend, um, at, at a dinner, and we just we talked for about ten minutes, and uh, it just I don't know, just something hit me where it's like, dude, I want to be this guy one day, talking to young kids and inspiring, and uh, you know, I and then I got to meet him again when I played for the Yankees, and he was it was the coolest thing because my son was in the locker room. And then he was talking to my son at about four or five, I think he was four years old. And afterwards, he's like, he's like, Daddy, who is that? I'm like, oh, don't even worry about it, man. I'll tell you when you get older. And, I'll uh, tell you over <laughs> pork roll sandwiches tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. All, all he wanted to do was eat. And I was like, hold on, bud. You're talking to somebody real special right now. He's like, <laughs> that's what I love about kids though because they have no concept of that really Mm -hmm. so it does pull you back into the moment of just like okay you have to just focus on and I talk about like staying humble like they don't know yeah it pulls the humility back into it because they're everyone's just a person to them it's awesome awesome. do they have any idea like that you're like a famous baseball player do they understand that concept I think my son Blake kind of understands my daughter mimics everything he does so I, I think she gets it at to a point uh, but I don't think, you know, my son is probably like 80% understands because he's, he, he's a natural. He comes to the locker room and, you know, he's pounding up Hall of Famers. He's like, hey, guys, good to see you. Dad, let's go hit, Dad. Let's go hit. I'm like, so I, have, I have to do my routine. Like, so I got to give him some swings, and then he's sitting there bored talking to, you know, 
who was he talking to? Aaron Judge the one time. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey Aaron, how you doing? <laughs> it's really cool. That's really funny. Were you closer with, I know you have two brothers, right? Um, were you yes. closer with like one of them? Like, cause I copied everything my brother did and I know like you were the, well, older the oldest sibling, so, so it was different for you, but a lot. was there one that you copied? Like my mom always called me like Kyle's shadow. Was there anybody that you were like, <laughs> shadow? I would say, uh, I did a little bit of both. I, yeah. I was more closer to Jeff cause my older brother was five years apart. So my middle brother, Jeff, I tried, I told him, I said, I said, I said, get those records up high because I'm going to try and break them all when I was younger, man. A little cockiness, but I ended up breaking them all anyway. So it's, it's funny. Uh, whatever they had, they always gave me a goal, which was great to, to try and succeed. And I pretty much got them all. That's the best thing I think about having siblings, like, like again, because you just always want to be at their level. And I would always say that. I'm like, I would rather lose playing with all of the boys than like win on a <laughs> whatever B squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just like helps you level up. Without a doubt. My yeah. brother's always made me play. Yeah. It always made me play with the level of their competition. So that actually helped me in the long run too. Do you have anybody now that still makes you want to like level up in your, you know, with baseball stuff or just like life in general that you're kind of like a healthy competition with that like makes you want to strive? It like keeps that. the edge on now that you're in yeah. the pros. Like who keeps a, that on for you now? Oh man. Um, you know, Mike Trout, who's a superstar in baseball, a Jersey guy too as well. Anything he does, I try and do. I know, I know I'm not going to get there, but if I can get like 50, 50, 50 there because he's such a really good baseball player. Uh, I try and be like him, even though he's five, six years younger than me. I'm, I'm looking up to a kid that's younger than me, but he's so special in baseball um, that, you know, you can't not. I mean, anybody in the world's going to do it. So that's pretty much about it. That's great. So yeah. I have, we're going to get into rapid fire soon, but I don't know if you have any final questions, but I like to always ask this question. I say this in literally every podcast. I always say advice is a form of nostalgia, right? And so like a lot of life, we're always like, oh, I wish I would have heard that sooner. Mm -hmm. Is there one piece of advice now, since you have, you are balancing career and, you know, family and all that kind of stuff, like a, uh, the best piece of advice maybe you've heard recently that you wish younger Todd would have heard, maybe for people who are doing a lot of self-reflecting right now in quarantine life? Yeah, I, that's a good question too. I am. A, I always tell young kids. I said, I said, listen, in life or in sports, you never know who's watching. And I always like to tell them that <clears throat> this could be somebody's first time coming to a game watching you, or you know, somebody's first time going to a movie theater watching you and a player, or whatever it is. Somebody's first time listening to this to this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know what? You make an impact one way or another, you know, show them the right way or the wrong way to do things, have fun doing it. And you never know who you're going to impact and how somebody's feeling that day. And hopefully you can inspire one person, if not more, um, you know, during that day, whether it's making a great play or saying something online here that, oh man, you know, that hits me well here in the heart and, uh, you know, try to inspire as much as possible and have fun because now it bodes well with what we're going through right now that, you know, you can't take anything for granted. That's basically it. And that's why he is a Tom's River legend, people. If you hear that, just combining humor and wisdom and athleticism and all the things. I don't know how you find the time, Todd. He's honestly. got it all. He's got it all, guys. And you it's must natural. have married a very strong woman and a great wife. Yes, without a doubt. Um, if you had to give your wife a superlative before we do rapid fire questions, <laughs> what superlative would you give your wife? Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I asked the hard hitting. She question. does. She likes to really get uh, in there. 
what's the one? Is there a one like um, like the prettiest one? I don't know. I, I oh, that's so cute. Prettiest one, yes. Most prettiest, most beautiful Like the beauty one. queen? Oh, yes. yes, I'll give her that one, so. Did, I'm sure you won one of the King hum, Homecoming Kings. I, did, I never did. You know no, why? Oh, really? That still, that still bites me. It still oh. pisses me off because oh. every year from sophomore to June to senior year, I always came in second place. Oh, so annoying. Second is the oh. first loser, though, you know? So you're I close. think I only won once. Christy did win once, yeah. Oh. Once or it, twice, I think I won, but it is annoying when you're in the club. Oh, because they take you in the back and you have to wait 20 minutes. <laughs> All I, to, all I want to do is dance and have yeah, my you're missing kids. half a homecoming. It was so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Kid gets a letter from the MLB at 13, but cannot clench the homecoming king title. You heard it here first, guys, on the podcast. Don't vote for me anymore. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't want to be in the court. Leave me alone. We're gonna to have to send Tom to South a uh, a letter about that. You know what I mean? We might have to send you a little plastic crown yeah, in the we'll mail. See, we'll see what we can do. We know pe- we know a few people. You know what I mean? Uh, good, we know a guy good. who knows a guy. We'll call Kenny Frank after this. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, you ready for some rapid fire Jersey style questions? I love it. Let's go. Okay, first things first. Bruce Springsteen or Bon Jovi? Bruce. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Bruce song? Um, born, um, what the heck is it called? Born to Run? Yes, Born to Run. Classic. Yeah. Wawa or uh, Quick Check? Wawa. Quick Check, I don't know. We're going Wawa all day. Yeah. I think we both, we, I think all three of us know the answer to this one, but um, Pork Roll or Taylor Ham? Yeah, we already said it. Pork Roll. There's been some debates. People get so mad over it. I mean, I just love busting people's chops on there. I don't, I do it out of no seriousness mm-hmm. at all, but People say, I'm like, you're out of your mind. And people get so mad. I love every second of it. People get fired up. They really do. In New Jersey, people probably get divorced about it. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) We're not messing around. Um, A hoagie or sub? Sub. I'm a sub. Yes. Now, with the sub thing, though, I want to ask this because, you know, going to South, do you prefer Jersey Mike's or sub doctors? Sub doctors. Oh, right? God. Yes. Just a, when you walk in there, doesn't you know oh. bring you back to lunch and hike? Oh, it does. It does. I, I was in there before I left for, uh, I go, I probably 10, 15 times in the off season. I get those chicken sticks. Oh, they're phenomenal. Oh, those chicken sticks were really good. And it was like all for like three ninety nine. You oh, basically yeah. like a trough of food for three ninety nine. Oh, I'll take it. They're not good for you, but they're so darn good. But good for your soul is what I, I tell people. Oh. There. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Okay. This is a tough one. Would you rather a pizza or a bagel from Jersey? Mm, or a pizza? I, bagel? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I don't think I can live without pizza, so I would stick with pizza. Mm-hmm. And where is your favorite pizza joint in Jersey? Well, I, I have a couple. I always, Al's is always the number one, um, but I've been going to a place called Positano's, which is it's, it's pretty new, um, down on uh, Route 9 and... Uh, Mm, I forget where it is, but it, it's close. Right before you hit Burke Township. It's really good. I'm sure this will now be on the one bite. Everybody knows the rule now after that. People are going to be <laughs> Positano's to be there. So. Let's go. Okay. Um, Rita's Italian Ice or Mrs. Walker's? I grew up a Mrs. Walker's guy. I, that, yeah. that, that's where I went. But listen, I'm not a big ice cream guy at all. So I might be the one out of Every 500 people, I'm not a big ice cream eater. I don't like ice cream. I'm no, more, are you not a dessert person or just not ice cream? Oh, I love dessert. I love, no, I'm just not, I'm just not ice cream. So I'm What's a big your favorite dessert. What's your favorite go-to dessert? It's your birthday. Cheese. What are you having? 
I'm going to the Cheesecake Factory and having a chocolate chip cookie dough cheesecake. Oh, okay. I'm a cheesecake's my favorite she dessert. She loves cheesecake. I'm not a dessert yeah. person or an ice cream. You got you got to have graham cracker crust. Yeah. And let, you know what I mean? 100%. All right, good. That goes without saying. I agree with you on that. All right. Now, I know we can't ask you New York uh, Yankees or Mets because we love them all, right? You played for yeah. them. But people do want to know, Giants or Jets? If I had to choose one, I'm not a fan of either, but if I would, I would go with the Giants. I like Lawrence Taylor growing up. He was a beast. And everybody looks better in blue. You know what I mean? I, I, I like it. I like it. Okay. <laughs> Obcos or Dunkin' Donuts? Obcos. Oh, the Sugar Ray's there. They're about yeah. the size of your head. I, oh, man, I can have four of them right now. So good. Okay. I mean, we know your favorite pizza joint, but these are some famous ones. So Pete and Elda's or Capone's? Oh, man. I know. We ask tough questions, Todd. This you is know, not a joke. I've, I've been to Pete and Elvis twice. I think they're they're good, but they're they're maybe too thin or too easy to eat. I go with Capone's because it's wow. right there. We used to go, I used to go to their lunch all the time during high school hours, so it was good. Okay. Um, the Sopranos or Jersey Shore? Oh, man. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, go, I'm friends with a couple of people on the Jersey Shore, but I, I got to go with Sopranos. Tony is... He was, I grew up with them, so I used to watch with my dad every Sunday. It was great. The classic. Yes. Um, this one came from my mom. Ortley Beach or Seaside Park? I would say Ortley at my younger age, but now I'm a Seaside Park guy. Because with the kids. Yeah. What do we go to? Eighth and Fielder? Eighth, was yeah. South, that it was, was by that South pizza Beach? bagel place. Yeah, yeah right yeah, by the so bagel good. spot. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We already asked that one. Where um, are we at? Uh, Newark Airport or JFK? What do you prefer to fly in and out of? Newark, just because it's closer. They're 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 pretty. Both of them are pretty bad. <laughs> JFK is a nightmare, personally. Oh my God. But the United yeah. Club at Newark is nice. Yeah, I'll uh, say that. Big okay. time. We know that you're uh, uh, known for your Frank Sinatra at bat songs. Um, so if you had to pick one, "Fly Me to the Moon" or "I Did It My Way," which one are you going with? I I'm a big "Fly Me to the Moon" guy. I haven't changed that in what 15, 20 years. So I will go with that one. "Fly Me to the Moon." Okay. Does Central Jersey actually exist? Uh, I had this question the other day. I <laughs> See, here's my thing. You take Ocean County, you know, here's all, we're like <clears throat> on the bottom of Ocean County. So take the county out of it and just make New Jersey. I think we're South Jersey, if you want the truth. I so think we're I, Central. I think we are smack dab in the middle. All right. I, I think we're more down South, but I... It, it's such uh, it's weird we are the more southern part this of central jersey this is why the jersey. great debates just continue yeah it's true but didn't it didn't the governor say there is is there such thing as central jersey uh, didn't he make it like a saying last year or something i don't know but a lot of people don't think central jersey exists but i feel like because i live in sayerville now so i feel like I don't know. When people are like South Jersey, they think of like the Pine Barrens. And I'm like, I didn't yeah. grow up in the Pine Barrens. I grew up by the beach. I don't. Cape May, yeah, Cape May, all that. I, yeah, I, we're in Central, but if I, I, it's, it's a sticky subject too. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sorry. We're here to ruffle feathers on this podcast. You know, <laughs> we ask the hard hitting questions that make people want to talk later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's fine. So if you're looking to pick a fight with your family during the quarantine, people, you bring this topic up. I'll, I'm going to say South Jersey. I'm going to stick with it. Okay. okay. Sticking with right. it. Okay. Um, what's worse, Friday shore oh, traffic gosh. or Jersey winters? <laughs> oh, the shore traffic is, God almighty, it's, it's, it's the worst. Um, you know, we haven't had snow lately, so I'm going to go with the traffic. It's just, but, I, you know, I haven't been home in years, so it's like, 
I'm going with, I got to change my mind. I'm going with the winners because I haven't been home. I, I hear it from my wife and my family all the time, but I haven't been home. So sorry about it. Nothing I can do. Nothing I can do. Okay. This is the last question. Oh, then we'll, uh, this one's good. This is a good one. You're going to have to really reel back for this one. Do you remember your South graduating class slogan? Ours was spirits, spirits revving in 2007. 2007. Spirit, spirited to the core in 2004. They had an apple too. So something corny like that. But yeah, I remember Donna Amon, one of my favorite English teachers. I yes. love Miss Amon. Right. Oh, oh my God. She's my spirit animal. She still texts me from, from day, still now every once in a while, giving me some inspiration, but she's, she said, there's, a, there's nothing that rhymes with, with four that makes sense. I said, all right. I'm like, well, <laughs> with it, Miss Amon, we laughed. So. <laughs> she was, did you have a favorite teacher at South? I guess this is one bonus yeah. question or a favorite class. I would go, you know, besides Donna and I want her to get mad at me. My favorite class. Oh, man. Besides Jim, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. <laughs> I didn't have a favorite class. Look at us. Phones for pizza at lunch counts. Yeah. Lunch counts as a class. It was a period, you know? Oh, man. I had Mr. Barnowski in my eighth period class. I didn't even know what it's called, but we would just sit there and go over trivia and uh, make fun of stuff. It was like the really dumbest class I've ever been a part of, but it was 40 minutes. It was the best. I do my homework. Yeah. yeah. It was perfect because I, I probably went there 50% of the time because I had, I had a scouts coming in for baseball. I'm like, hey, I got to go. He's like, all right, see you later. So it was, it was a good class. See you later. Well, yeah. we really appreciate you taking the time to hang with us during quarantine and ask and answer all of our burning questions. Um, oh. I know people obviously already follow you on Instagram, but if yes. there's any way else people can follow you, is like that kind of your main page of how people keep up to date with all of your baseball happenings and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. Follow Instagram, FlavorFresh21, um, and I'm on Twitter. But, yeah, that's where I put my kids on there most of the time, and uh, hopefully you guys can enjoy it. I appreciate coming on there. I had a blast. Thank you. It was so great to have you. Yeah. Awesome. Enjoy the rest of your quarantine time. We'll let you know when this releases and all that good stuff. Yes. All uh, right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it again. Yes, Thanks, thank Todd. you, too. Bye. Bye.